Section eleven of A Far Country by Winston Churchill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book two, chapter ten, part two. Beside the clerk's desk in the Potts house, relating one of his anecdotes, I spied Colonel Varney and managed presently to draw him upstairs to his room. What's the matter? he asked. Do you know a man named Krebs in the house? I said. From Elkington? why that's the man the hutchinsons let slip through the hutchinsons who own the mills over there the agitators put up a job on them the colonel was no longer the genial and social purveyor of anecdotes he had become tense alert suspicious what's he up to he's found out about this bill i replied how i don't know but someone told him that it originated in our office and that we were going to use it in our suit against the Ribblevale. I related the circumstances of my running across Krebs, speaking of having known him at Harvard. Colonel Varney uttered an oath and strode across to the window where he stood looking down into the street from between the lace curtains. We'll have to attend to him right off, he said. I was surprised to find myself resenting the imputation, and deeply. "'I'm afraid he's one of those who can't be attended to,' I answered. "'You mean that he's in the employ of the Ribblevale people?' the Colonel inquired. "'I don't mean anything of the kind,' I retorted, with more heat, perhaps, than I realized. The Colonel looked at me queerly. "'That's all right, Mr. Parrott.' of course i don't want to question your judgment sir and you say he's a friend of yours i said i knew him at college but you will pardon me the colonel went on when i tell you that i've had some experience with that breed and i have yet to see one of em you couldn't come to terms with in some way in some way he added significantly i did not pause to reflect that the colonel's attitude from his point of view yes and from mine had i not adopted it was the logical one in that philosophy every man had his price or his weakness yet such is the inconsistency of human nature i was now unable to contemplate this attitude with calmness mr krebs is a lawyer has he accepted a pass from the railroad I demanded, knowing the custom of that corporation of conferring this delicate favor on the promising young talent in my profession. "'I reckon he's never had the chance,' said Mr. Varney. "'Well, has he taken a pass as a member of the legislature?' "'No. I remember looking that up when he first came down. Sent that back, if I recall the matter correctly.' Colonel Varney went to a desk in the corner of the room, unlocked it, drew forth a black book and running his fingers through the pages stopped at the letter k yes sent back his legislative pass but i've known him to do that when they were holding out for something more there must be somebody who can get close to him the colonel ruminated a while then he strode to the door and called out to the group of men who were always lounging in the hall tell alf young i want to see him fred I waited, by no means free from uneasiness and anxiety, from a certain lack of self-respect that was unfamiliar. Mr. Young, the colonel explained, was a legal light in Galesburg, near Elkington, the railroad lawyer there. 
and when at last mr young appeared he proved to be an oily gentleman of about forty inclining to stoutness with one of those blue shaven faces want me colonel he inquired blithely when the door had closed behind him and added obsequiously when introduced to me glad to meet you mr parrot my regards to mr watling when you go back elf demanded the colonel what do you know of this fellow krebs mr young laughed krebs was nutty he declared that was all there was to it won't he listen to reason it's been tried colonel say he wouldn't know a hundred dollar bill if you showed him one what does he want oh something that's sure they all want something mr young shrugged his shoulder expressively and by a skilful manipulation of his lips shifted his cigar from one side of his mouth to the other without raising his hands but it ain't money i guess he's got a notion that later on the labor unions will send him to the united states senate some day he's no slouch either when it comes to the law i can tell you that no no flaw in his record colonel varney's agate eye sought those of mr young meaningly that's been tried too declared the galesburg attorney say you can believe it or not but we've never dug anything up so far he's been too slick for us i guess well exclaimed the colonel at length let him squeal and be damned he can't do any more than make a noise only i hoped we'd be able to grease this thing along and slide it through the senate this afternoon before they got wind of it he'll squeal all right until you smother him mr young observed we'll smother him some day replied the colonel savagely mr young laughed but as i made my way toward the state house i was conscious of a feeling of relief i had no sooner gained a front seat in the gallery of the house of representatives when the members rose the senate marched gravely in the speaker stopped jesting with the chaplain and over the chaplain's face came suddenly an agonized expression folding his hands across his stomach he began to call on god with terrific fervour in an intense and resounding voice i was struck suddenly by the irony of it all why have a legislature when colonel paul varney was so efficient the legislature was a mere sop to democratic prejudice to pray over it heightened the travesty suppose there were a god after all not necessarily the magnified monarch to whom these pseudo-democrats prayed but an intelligent force that makes for righteousness how did he or it like to be trifled with in this way and if he existed would not his disgust be immeasurable as he contemplated that unctuous figure in the prince albert coat who pretended to represent him as the routine business began i searched for krebs to find him presently at a desk beside a window in the rear of the hall making notes on a paper there was confessedly little satisfaction in the thought that the man whose gaunt figures i contemplated was merely one of those impractical idealists who beat themselves to pieces against the forces that sway the world and must forever sway it i should be compelled to admit that he represented something unique in that assembly if he had the courage to get up and oppose house bill seven hundred nine 
i watched him narrowly the suggestion intruded itself perhaps he had been seen as the colonel expressed it i repudiated it i grew impatient feverish the monotonous reading of the clerk was interrupted now and then by the sharp tones of the speaker assigning his various measures to this or that committee unless objection is offered while the members moved about and murmured among themselves krebs had stopped making notes he was looking out of the window at last without any change of emphasis in his droning voice the clerk announced the recommendation of the committee on judiciary that house bill seven hundred nine ought to pass down in front a man had risen from his seat the felicitous mr truesdale glancing around at his fellow-members he then began to explain in the impressive but conversational tone of one whose counsels are in the habit of being listened to that this was merely a little measure to remedy a flaw in the statutes mr truesdale believed in corporations when corporations were good and this bill was calculated to make them good to put an end to jugglery and concealment our great state he said should be in the forefront of such wise legislation which made for justice and a proper publicity but the bill in question was of greater interest to lawyers than to laymen a committee composed largely of lawyers had recommended it unanimously and he was sure that no opposition would develop in the house in order not to take up their time he asked therefore that it be immediately put on its second and third reading and allowed to pass he sat down and i looked at krebs could he could any man any lawyer have the presumption to question such an obviously desirable measure to arraign the united judgment of the committee's legal talent such was the note mr truesdale so admirably struck as though fascinated i continued to gaze at krebs i hated him i desired to see him humiliated and yet amazingly i found myself wishing with almost equal vehemence that he would be true to himself he was rising slowly timidly i thought his hand clutching his desk lid his voice sounding wholly inadequate as he addressed the speaker the speaker hesitated his tone palpably supercilious the gentleman from from elkington mr krebs there was a craning of necks a staring a tittering i burned with vicarious shame as krebs stood there awkwardly his hand still holding the desk there were cries of louder when he began some picked up their newspapers while others started conversations the speaker rapped with his gavel and i failed to hear the opening words krebs paused and began again his speech did not at first flow easily mr speaker i rise to protest against this bill which in my opinion is not so innocent as the gentleman from st helens would have the house believe it is on a par indeed with other legislation that in past years has been engineered through this legislature under the guise of beneficent law no not on a par it is the most arrogant the most monstrous example of special legislation of them all and while i do not expect to be able to delay its passage much longer than the time i shall be on my feet 
then why not sit down came a voice just audible as he turned swiftly toward the offender his profile had an eagle-like effect that startled me seemingly realizing a new quality in the man it was as though he had needed just the stimulus of that interruption to electrify and transform him his awkwardness disappeared and if he was a little bombastic a little young he spoke with the fire of conviction because he cried because i should lose my self-respect for life if i sat here and permitted the political organization of a railroad the members of which are here under the guise of servants of the people to cow me into silence and if it be treason to mention the name of that railroad in connection with its political tyranny then make the most of it he let go of the desk and tapped the copy of the bill what are the facts the Boyne Iron Works, under the presidency of Adolf Scherer, has been engaged in litigation with the Ribblevale Steel Company for some years, and this bill is intended to put into the hands of the attorneys for Mr. Scherer certain information that will enable him to get possession of the property. Gentlemen, that is what legal practice has descended to in the hands of respectable lawyers this device originated with the resourceful mr theodore watling and if it had not had the approval of mr miller gorse it would never have got any farther than the judiciary committee it was confided to the skilful care of colonel paul varney to be steered through this legislature as hundreds of other measures have been steered through without unnecessary noise it may be asked why the railroad should bother itself by lending its political organization to private corporations i will tell you because corporations like the boyne corporation are a part of a network of interests these corporations aid the railroad to maintain its monopoly and in return receive rebates krebs had raised his voice as the murmurs became louder at this point a sharp-faced lawyer from belfast got to his feet and objected that the gentleman from elkington was wasting the time of the house indulging in hearsay his remarks were not germane etc the speaker rapped again with a fine show of impartiality and cautioned the member from elkington very well replied krebs i have said what i wanted to say on that score and i know it to be the truth and if this house does not find it germane the day is coming when its constituents will whereupon he entered into a discussion of the bill dissecting it with more calmness with an ability that must have commanded even from some hostile minds an unwilling respect the penalty he said was outrageous hitherto unheard of in law putting a corporation in the hands of a receiver at the mercy of those who coveted it because one of its officers refused or was unable to testify he might be in china or timbuktu when the summons was delivered at his last or usual place of abode here was an enormity an exercise of tyrannical power exceeding all bounds a travesty on popular government he ended by pointing out the significance of the fact that the committee had given no hearings by declaring that if the bill became a law it would inevitably react upon the heads of those who were responsible for it 
he sat down and there was a flutter of applause from the scattered audience in the gallery by god that's the only man in the whole place i was aware for the first time of a neighbour at my side a solid red-faced man evidently a farmer his trousers were tucked into his boots and his gnarled and powerful hands ingrained with dirt clutched the arms of the seat as he leaned forward didn't he just naturally lambaste em he cried excitedly they'll down him i guess but say he's right a man would lose his self-respect if he didn't let out his mind at them hoss thieves wouldn't he what's that fellow's name i told him krebs he repeated i want to remember that durned if i don't shake hands with him his excitement astonished me would the public feel like that if they only knew the speaker's gavel had come down like a pistol shot one war-hoss as my neighbour called them after another proceeded to crush the member from elkington it was indeed very skilfully done and yet it was a process from which i did not derive somehow much pleasure colonel varney's army had been magnificently trained to meet just this kind of situation some employed ridicule others declared in impassioned tones that the good name of their state had been wantonly assailed and pointed fervently to portraits on the walls of patriots of the past sentiments that drew applause from the fickle gallery one gentleman observed that the obsession of a railroad machine was a sure symptom of a certain kind of insanity of which the first speaker had given many other evidences the farmer at my side remained staunch they can't fool me he said angrily i know em do you see that fellow getting up to talk now well i could tell you a few things about him all right he comes from glasgow and his name's letchworth he's done more harm in his life than all the criminals he's kept out of prison belongs to one of the old families down there too i had indeed remarked letchworth's face which seemed to me peculiarly evil its lividity enhanced by a shock of grey hair his method was withering sarcasm and he was clearly unable to control his animus no champion appeared to support krebs who sat pale and tense while this denunciation of him was going on finally he got the floor his voice trembled a little whether with passion excitement or nervousness it was impossible to say but he contented himself with a brief defiance if the bill passed he declared the men who voted for it the men who were behind it would ultimately be driven from political life by an indignant public he had a higher opinion of the voters of the state than those who accused him of slandering it than those who sat silent and had not lifted their voices against this crime when the bill was put to a vote he demanded a roll-call ten members besides himself were recorded against house bill number seven hundred nine in spite of this overwhelming triumph my feelings were not wholly those of satisfaction when i returned to the hotel and listened to the exultations and denunciations of such politicians as letchworth young and colonel varney perhaps an image suggesting herman krebs as some splendid animal at bay dragged down by the hounds is too strong he had been ingloriously crushed and defeat 
even for the sake of conviction was not an inspiring spectacle as the chase swept on over his prostrate figure i rapidly regained poise and a sense of proportion a master of life could not permit himself to be tossed about by sentimentality and gradually i grew ashamed of my bad quarter of an hour in the gallery of the house and of the effect of it which lingered a while as of a weakness suddenly revealed which must at all costs be overcome i began to see something dramatic and sensational in krebs's performance the Ripplevale Steel Company was the real quarry, after all, and such had been the expedition, the skill and secrecy with which our affair was conducted, that before the Ripplevale lawyers could arrive, alarmed and breathless, the bill had passed the house, and their only real chance of halting it had been lost. For the railroad controlled the house, not by owning the individuals composing it, but through the leaders who dominated it men like letchworth and truesdale these and colonel varney had seen to it that men who had any parliamentary ability had been attended to all save krebs who had proved a surprise there were indeed certain members who although they had railroad passes in their pockets which were regarded as just perquisites the railroad being so rich would have opposed the bill if they had felt sufficiently sure of themselves to cope with such veterans as letchworth many of these had allowed themselves to be won over or cowed by the oratory which had crushed krebs nor did the ripplevale people be it recorded scruple to fight fire with fire their existence of course was at stake and there was no public to appeal to a part of the legal army that rushed to the aid of our adversaries spent the afternoon and most of the night organizing all those who could be induced by one means or another to reverse their sentiments and in searching for the few who had grievances against the existing power the following morning a motion was introduced to reconsider and in the debate that followed krebs still defiant took an active part but the resolution required a two-thirds vote and was lost when the battle was shifted to the senate it was as good as lost the judiciary committee of the august body did indeed condescend to give hearings at which the ripplevale lawyers exhausted their energy and ingenuity without result with only two dissenting votes the bill was calmly passed in vain was the governor besieged entreated threatened it was said mr trulys had informed protesters so colonel varney gleefully reported that he had become fully convinced of the inherent justice of the measure on saturday morning he signed it and it became a law colonel varney as he accompanied me to the train did not conceal his jubilation perhaps i ought not to say it mr parrott but it couldn't have been done neater that's the art in these little affairs to get em runnin fast to get momentum on em before the other party wakes up and then he can't stop em as he shook hands in farewell he added with more gravity we'll see each other often sir i guess my very best regards to mr watling needless to say i had not confided to him the part i had played in originating house bill number seven hundred nine now a law of the state but as the train rolled on through the sunny winter landscape a sense of well-being of importance and power 
began to steal through me i was victoriously bearing home my first scalp one which was by no means to be despised it was not until we reached rossiter about five o'clock that i was able to get the evening newspapers such was the perfection of the organization of which i might now call myself an integral part that the best publications contained only the barest mention and that in the legislative news of the signing of the bill i read with complacency and even with amusement the flaring headlines i had anticipated in mr lawler's pilot the governor signs it special legislation forced through by the railroad lobby which will drive honest corporations from this state ripple vale steel company the victim it was common talk in the capital the article went on to say that theodore watling himself had drawn up the measure perusing the editorial page my eye fell on the name krebs one member of the legislature above all deserved the gratitude of the people of the state the member from elkington an unknown man elected in spite of the opposition of the machine he had dared to raise his voice against this iniquity etc etc we had won that was the essential thing and my legal experience had taught me that victory counts defeat is soon forgotten even the discontented half-baked and heterogeneous element from which the pilot got its circulation had short memories end of section eleven